push on a pedal, push on a pedal, get your heart started. Push on a pedal, push it down and up again. Push on a pedal, push on a pedal, get your heart started. Push on a pedal, push it down and up again. Get on your bike, sit on the seat, put your feet on the pedal, and ride it all around, ride it all around. Get on your bike, sit on the seat. Get on your bike. Here we are at the 3CR 855 on the AM dial, the Yarrabug Bicycle Show. Big show coming up. I'm a little bit, uh, if we're a little bit hesitant today, we're doing the show with headphones and microphones, so if something doesn't sound a little bit too great, (laughs) that's the excuse that we're going to use. Good morning, Faith. Good morning, Val. And we're going to do a show today about a wonderful little photographic magazine that's appeared on the Melbourne scene called Melbourne Whip and Kip is here for that. Good morning, Kip. Good morning, Val. Take care. Now, everything's happening. It's i uh, I'm not going to say it's a perfect day outside because there's a howling northerly. <laughs> Faith has had a wonderful... I've I had a great trip down here. And yeah. You did, yeah, yeah. And you're <laughs> looking forward to going back. <laughs> not planning on going back for quite a while. What? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Um, sorry, where were we? Bike it's moments. Bike maybe? moments, yes, of course. Um, Kip, I'm sure Faith has lined you up about this, some little bicycle incident or... Yeah, definitely. So I've got something not necessarily on the bike, but definitely bike related. Um, I was putting together a bit of a classic, buying myself some campy pedals. And uh, as I was doing so, it turned out that the seller on eBay was actually out front of my house watching an auction across the road at that exact moment. So he got a notification on his phone saying, your item's been sold, ship it here. And he turned around and could see me in my bedroom purchasing the pedals, Um, which was actually doubly weird because he was actually a a friend of a friend as well (laughs) and had um, been to our house previously. So it was kind of a very, very strange moment. It's a very small circle. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty spooky. <laughs> I <laughs> riding home from uh, work last Saturday actually, and um, part of the bike path, the end of Ray Street was closed off, so I had to take a little um, detour away from uh, which way I normally ride home. And there, riding down the street, was an old friend who I hadn't seen for about three or four years, and so we stopped, had a great chat. Lena's a note. I go to work on Wednesday morning. There the new edition of Treadley is on the counter. I open it up. Who's in oh, Treadley? Lynn. My friend Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about coincidences. It was very funny. And it was a great article. Yeah. Yeah. She's easy to write a great article about. Because it's a great story. Yeah. Uh, and a great edition too of Treadley, if I might say so myself. Lena Van Ray from uh, Bike and Blend. Yes, yeah. I know. Who used to come to Critical Mass. Yes. And she was still a schoolgirl. <laughs> <laughs> so things have progressed from there. It's a great story, actually. Somebody Who's was saying to me, oh, you know, I want to invent, invent an algorithm and, you know, make money and stuff like that. I said, you should read this article. You know, mm-hmm. Started off as a, you know, medical researcher, decided she wanted to run something, a small business. And plenty of people said, nah, you won't make it, won't happen. Or, you know, all of a sudden, four or five years later, it's turned into a great little business that yeah. she loves. 
and makes people happy. It does. It's not only a business for her. It's, uh, it's one that uh, brings a lot of joy to people. Yeah. My bike moment was this morning on the way here. I was riding through Fleming Park and uh, as I was coming in, a guy was coming in from the other end on the shared sort of path through there. On a road bike, he had a messenger bag slung across his shoulder and as he came in, he reached back into the bag and pulled out a chihuahua and leant down all the way to the ground and put the chihuahua down and the chihuahua started running. And then he got to the other end of Fleming Park and he leant down, scooped the chihuahua up, <laughs> put it back in the messenger bag <laughs> and kept going. Great flexibility. Nice dog. Very happy Chihuahua. Very happy Chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so, news in the bicycling world. There's been a little bit happening. Not an awful lot, but let's run through a few things. Um, I know it's a week late, but Richie Port won the uh, Paris-Nice um, race. I think it's probably two weeks ago, which was great. Anybody... Uh, not up to speed on some of these old races. 1933 was the first Paris-Nice and probably the most standout um, performance in it I'm going to say was uh, Sean Kelly, the great Irish rider, won it seven years in a row, consecutive years. And also last night was the first, well last night here in Australia, was the first of the Spring Classics, the Milan-San Remo which was won by John Dagenkolb, riding for Giant, who um, beat Alexander Christoph and uh, Michael Matthews, Ulrika Green Edge, came third. There we go. I didn't actually sit up and watch it. It's a bit early in the year to start the night time thing. <laughs> I must admit I missed it as well. We're getting warming up for the European um, racing yes. season again. Now... A um, couple of other things. It might not have um, attracted many people's attention, though I'm sure it has down here in Victoria. There's an election going on in New South Wales. I'm not sure if it's next week or the week after. There's been a very um, a good campaign to try and get people to vote in a way that will improve the bicycling infrastructure in Sydney. I notice the... Um, but uh, it's the um, representative in the cities of foreign countries. The Netherlands um, consulate general has come out very strongly and tried to get encourage people to vote in a way for people that will move the cycling infrastructure along a bit in New South Wales. And it's important in Sydney because you have a, a mayor who's um, doing everything they can to make it easier for people to move around the city no. but uh, a state government who's then tearing up some of those bike paths so yeah. uh, the vote at this election uh, could uh, really make a difference and uh, Nick Dow who uh, a lot of people know for running the bike fun website and uh, uh, the other free cyclist program uh, who stood for the Northwestern um, upper house seat in the last Victorian um, electorate he was telling me because he'd been up there to try and help them work out where the preference would run it's quite interesting that some of the green candidates are, are not very pro-bike at all which is seems a little bit wacky hmm. yes but anyway all also news is on the weekend Brunswick uh, Junior Clinic 
which runs has a summer season of uh, track for um, kids from four upwards, uh, had their uh, junior championships to finish off the season, which was uh, a big day down at Brunswick Velodrome with masses of kids on bikes from under 17s to under <laughs> five something. <laughs> What is the lowest age group in a... I don't know. I didn't take much notice of that. And so it was done, normally done at the junior clinic. What we do is everyone gets a time at the 30-second challenge and people are graded according to their time. So regardless of your age or gender, you race against people with a similar time mm-hmm. because this day they run the races more in the way that you... is. Typical in cycling, they did do age um, races, but then also a second set uh, in the uh, grades. Yeah. It was an awesome morning. I always day. love seeing the the drops on the little kid bikes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just looks a little bit oversized. And it's a massive amount of work to run that. And um, Dave Morgan and his family, and plus a host of other helpers, are, are there week in, week out, all year after year. In addition to everything else they help, it's all volunteers and um, it provides a great service to the local community. Gets, uh, you know, you can have a whole family of kids racing for five bucks for three hours, which yeah. if anyone's ever tried to enrol their kid in the local soccer club, you'll know that's very good value for money. It's interesting. We sometimes forget how much those sort of the cycling clubs and you're mentoring soccer clubs how much the backbone of all those are people who are volunteering. It is volunteers. Not because their children are riding. Maybe their children rode four or five years ago, but those people are still there putting the show on all the time. We dips our lid to them. Now, Bike News wouldn't be complete without some sort of horrible bicycling incident. Poor fellow was riding along the footpath in St Kilda and got chased by somebody and broke his nose with a couple of punches. What can we say? Pedal on, pedal <laughs> on, sir. <laughs> I know I get a lot of, uh, you hear from a lot of people who don't ride bikes. Riding on footpaths can be a serious problem. It doesn't sound like this was one of those, but anyway. Mm. Not best not to resort to violence. Mm. The uh, That quote this morning from was from Peter Golkin. I had another one there but I wasn't too sure whether to read it. <laughs> Can I get your opinion of this? <laughs> I want to keep the honest opinion of this. Yep. Bikish chaos gratifies that, I- that instinct which is common to all stupid people. The instinct to potter with machinery. <laughs> <laughs> all you bike nerds out there I humbly apologise. <laughs> now after this little uh tag we're going to be back with kip and we're going to work out what is a melbourne whip oh no freeze fellas you're under arrest what do i do um call a lawyer hello fitzroy legal service mm-hmm okay well if you are arrested you should make a no comment interview a no comment interview yeah well how do i do that you say no, no comment. comment! To everything? Yes, except your name and address. Every other question you should answer with no comment. So if he asks me what colour my shoes are, I say no comment? Yes, you say... No, no comment. comment! To everything? Yes! 
say no, no comment. comment. If you are arrested, exercise your right to contact a lawyer and say no comment. It's for Legal Service, proudly supporting 3CR. And you're back listening to the Arabug Radio Show on 3CR. Kip Jordan is our guest in the studio today. And uh, some of you, if you are in Melbourne listening to this, may have noticed towards the end of next year, in a few bike shops uh, around the traps, a nice little sort of a... It's not a fanzine, but it's not a... Maybe a magazine? It kind of... um, When we originally started it... Well, it was actually just me that started it... um, Mostly because I was bored at my desk job. Uh, it it was just to be a zine at the start. And then the further I got into it, the more it kind of developed into a magazine. And now we have official support and things of that kind of nature. I'm not sure whether that kicks <laughs> us over into magazine territory. Um, but yeah, so I suppose I just like to call it a coffee table book. Booklet, yep. I suppose. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a drop in the ocean in Melbourne cycling. But... It was actually inspired by your work as well, <laughs> which might seem a little bit humorous, but um, in Treadley, I always loved the uh, the street section, and I kind of always wanted a bit more. More, yeah. yeah. And they are some of the most popular sections, so, yeah. yeah. And so, the, the more I kind of got into writing, and really it's only been about two years, the more I noticed this part or that part, or how someone had converted this road bike into a single speed. And um, it was all those details that, as I was riding past them, maybe down Gertrude Street or something after work, I thought, oh, God, I'd love to just ask them, you know, and get the story out of their cycling career. And, I mean, we interviewed you for your <laughs> for, for the issue one that we just released. And your story is quite interesting in itself. And you've got a fantastic bike as well. And so... The the first issue came out towards the end of last year. Yeah, so we released, um, it was, I suppose, a pilot episode, issue yeah. zero. Uh, and issue zero was um, ugly, <laughs> I suppose I could say. Um, I'm very lucky now to have uh, two photographers, um, Andy Rogers and Kaz Whitehead, that are helping me out. And their photos are just fantastic compared to what I was doing, which was, I suppose, layman photography. Um, they're quite professional um, and it's kind of raised the, the quality of it up and that's kind of re- resulted in issue one. Right? Yeah. And what's behind the name Melbourne Whip? Um, so <laughs> it was actually just a recommendation from my friend. Um, I didn't know what to call it. Melbourne Bicycles, something like that. Melbourne Whip just kind of had a bit of a flow to it. Yeah. And people call their bikes whips. I figured it was, you know, just sounded pretty good. Yeah. It's a lovely old-fashioned name. I love it. It brings back, you know, that idea of the bicycle boom at the turn of the 19th century. and Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, I suppose, sorry, um, for me it's kind of, I see, and we were just talking about infrastructure, I see cycling as a kind of way of the future of Melbourne. I mean, any major city, and Melbourne's expected to have 8 million people within 50 years, kind of has to take on cycling. So instead of people's cars being their whips... I kind of see it as bikes will become more people's main whip. Uh, the um, tell me the most. Um, I know uh, faith is probably the most interesting story, but there's always. <laughs> see, we can both do it. <laughs> the um, 
the most um, give us an example of a really interesting story from somebody. It's I know what you're saying. You pull up at the lights yep. and you look at somebody and you go, "Oh, it's nice, isn't it?" You've noticed little differences on things that people have done. Yeah, um, there's lots of kind of interesting stories that stand out to me. I suppose um, for issue two, and we haven't we haven't quite released issue two yet, um, but we met up with Riley who had a swift carbon which was very fancy in its own right but riley's a very big uh fan of animal welfare and he decided to start up the rescue project au which was a charity that was started in america and so he was telling us the story of how he doesn't make any money from that charity every cent goes to animal welfare and that was a kind of really amazing story and then there's things like when we interviewed sarah about her Surly, which she scratched off the name on the down tube to turn it to a sup. Um, how she was saying that the front rack um, had been through multiple owners over eight years. And when we posted that photo on Instagram, the company that produced it commented saying, hey, that's great. And then a couple of days later, the original owner commented on it saying, hey, that's my rack. <laughs> So is the Mel- the Melbourne bike world is still quite small in, in some ways? Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I kind of find that everyone <laughs> I interview knows... Is connected. S- yeah, yeah, someone yeah. else. That I used to work with somebody, um, uh, Tara, I presume Tara's still in Sydney, had a wonderful uh, Japanese-made three-rencho track bike mm-hmm. and used to park it at the front of the shop. One day, somebody came in the shop, he was riding driving past it was his track frame from when he was a pro ridey in japan <laughs> he and Stephen pate had got uh, mr rencho to make about five of them he was driving past but he recognized it straight away <laughs> came it. back in and said how's it go <laughs> it was so it's really there's an old backstory yeah. to a lot of these things yeah and it? you kind of find that there's a lot of hand-me-down um and a lot between friends as well um and that's I suppose people take them and they, they turn them into their own creations. Um, and that's kind of what we're trying to capture. And it's coming up quite a treat, actually. Yeah, yeah. no, definitely. That's the sense, all the stories behind the bikes that you get from it. Um, and, and I think it's quite a luxury to have a, a little thing that that's all it does. It just does that one thing mm. and, and a whole series of them. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I get such joy out of just meeting the people and... um you know, having a look at the snaps and yeah. going through the, the interviews and transcribing that and editing it. And, yeah, it's just fantastic to kind of meet more Melbourne cyclists. And i got to say, everyone is just lovely. So that's, yeah. a, that's a boon about cyclists. It is too. And, look, I'm going to say this thing as we're giving people a wrap. Andy Rogers seems to have an, a way of... There's something else about his for photographs of bikes that, I mean... You can buy an Instamatic and shoot and point, but there's something a little bit different. It doesn't have to be in a geographical setting, although I know he does great shots of people up roads and stuff like mm. that. There is something about it. And Andy's, I think, completely self-taught. Um, well, you should see him organise snaps. We'll try to stay, take snaps mm-hmm. of you one time, Val. Yeah. But um, both he and Kaz take their time and are extremely fastidious in getting the shot exactly as they want it yeah. um, so I think it's that kind of diligence and that time and 
I think you're right, they may be self-taught. Um, I don't think he's done any kind of professional course or anything like that. Yeah, you take 10,000 photos over and you start to improve, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it's. I think it's that thing too where that's another part of the bike world story, that have, having that passion for photography and bikes, they have both... There's that willingness to share their skills with others. I know they're both very happy to do that. Mm. Um, and together, working together, um, sharing of skills and um, developing yeah. them together yeah. around the bikes. They're very much mm. um, on the same page with their bicycle mm. photography as well. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> now, tell me that small s- format you're mm-hmm. staying with that. Yeah, so that's based off... Um, there's two islands in Japan, uh, Teshima and Naoshima, specifically. There's lots of islands in Japan, but um, they're art islands. And a lot of the uh, galleries there have little booklets, and I loved the shape of those booklets. And so I pretty much based it 100% off those yeah. um, gallery booklets. And the photography in it was beautiful as well. I'd like to make it as much as I could like those little things. No, it is a, a beautiful little... Um, booklet Mm. that so you have a limited print run with each issue and then people can look at it online after it's come out yeah um because we are a small kind of operation i suppose we can't uh we can't print off as many as treadley (laughs) which i would love to be doing um so yeah as an alternative we've popped up an online version where you can even flick the pages which is great it's nice and this is really just a labor of love you your day job has nothing to do with printing, publishing, photography, writing. No. It's just a, a personal project that yep. you've brought to fruition and taken out in the world and I think has been very well received. Mm. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but before we go anywhere further, Kip, we need you to relate your earliest bike memory for us. Earliest bike memory? Um there's a great photo of me on a like a, a kid's BMX that my dad had bought me. And it had uh, those plastic rims that are kind of aero-spoke and bright red wheels. And I remember in Footscray uh, rolling through a park and crashing onto the grass again and again and again. Um, but it was it was such a cool bike that I needed to get back up on it. Um, and Dad's got this great photo of me just kind of like looking straight down, concentrating on pedaling. Um, so that that's a kind of fond one that sticks with me. <laughs> You're focused. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I said to a friend who sometimes I pass right in the opposite direction through uh, MCG car park. I said, Margaret, your eyes are like laser beams. <laughs> you, you're not even turning and looking at the trees or anything. She says, I know, I know. <laughs> so if people want to have a look at Melbourne Whip, they can do so. It's melbournewhip.com. Yep. And that will have the first two issues and it will also have details of when the next issue is out and yep. where they can find it. But yep. you do have to be quick because you make it free. It's free. Yeah. It's, it's available fr- for free to everyone. Yeah, it's free to pick up. Didn't didn't want to charge for it. Um, so, yeah, people can just go and pick it up. I think there's only about eight copies left um, at Tech and Cycles in Northgate. Uh, St. Cloud and Jetnikoff are completely out. Um, Which was the bike? Where, whereabouts have they still got some? Um, it's 18 Eastman Street uh, in Northcote, which is kind of runs parallel to High Street. Uh, it's actually just a mechanics shed that um, Brad there works out of. Yeah. Yeah. It's a he's a great mechanic though. So, yeah. 
Ah, any events coming up for you, Kip? Uh, between my day job and <laughs> trying to get this off the ground, it's been difficult, but we'd love to organise a ride or something like a that. A Melbourne Whip Ride. Yeah, whip ride. I'm thinking <laughs> donuts and coffee ride. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> no trans fats. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you're looking for something to do in the next couple of weeks, there's a... Um, I'm going to call it a mountain bike ride. It's a two-day ride across the Goldfields track from Ballarat to Castlemate. Um, obviously, this uh, you've got to get up there, do the ride stay. So I think they're staying in Dalesford for the night. But for uh, further details on that, get along to a Bike Fun, and it's got everything there. Yep. And coming up from April the 2nd to the 6th is the Cycle Messenger World Championships. So these are being held in Melbourne, um, which has I think there's about 30 or 40 couriers coming from overseas to take part in that and that's over four days um, kicking off on Thursday the 2nd of April there's a lot of events social and competition there's also going to be um, a swap meet with the Melbourne Messengers and Fixo so the best thing would be to go to the website at cmwc2015.com and take a look there. There's going to be a closed circuit down at Docklands. It's being supported by the City of Melbourne, so it will be a really good uh, spectator event. Yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to checking it out. Do they have different events? I presume it's not just a one-distance ride. Or there yeah. is. There's lots of uh, social events. Um, the gold sprints and that there's qualifying sprints and then the main race and that all takes part on Saturday the 4th of April then there's finals and the main race on the 5th they'll have a skidding competition I assume oh. as well <laughs> <laughs> lots of fun it'll be good yeah it's a big coup getting it out to Melbourne yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah. really uh, I, I think you know that it's been really well organised they've got some good support yep yep they're interesting, those things, uh, messenger rides, polo, uh, you know, Dirty Deeds is another perfect yep. example. Things that are actually very, very well run and always come off very well. The week after is the big uh, women's riding week, isn't it? Yep, Sunday, yep. April the 12th, the women's ride. Um, so if you go to thewomensride.com.au, you'll find events all over the state. Um, you can register to join one with your friends for everything from a six-kilometre jaunt for coffee and cake um, to criteriums and uh, big climbs so there's definitely something for everyone and there'll be a hub at the Docklands and also at Green Park where you can finish up your ride and uh, find yourself some goodies and discounts and yeah hmm. and there are plenty of rides to choose from yeah right over 50 yeah over 50 rides statewide do you still have you have to it's Good idea to register. You have to register because yep. a, you then will get your registration pack. Um, but Cycling Victoria, who are organising it with the squeaky wheel, um, we want to know how many people yep. have taken part. It's all about the metadata. <laughs> 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 the other thing, and now you might have to go to the Abbotsford Cycles website to find this. I'm sure there's um, Peter's uh, early autumn... They, I'm sure there's a swap meet coming up down there, so log on to their uh, website, and I'm sure it'll be on there yep. if you need to chase down one of those mm. kooky sort of left-hand thread bottom brackets. <laughs> oh. 
And that's all we have time for this week. 3CR and the Yarrabug Radio Show rely on support from our listeners to keep going. So if you'd like to subscribe or make a donation, you can go to 3cr.org.au now to do so.